Hi, I'm Simon. I'm the director of The Wave of the Light. In order to portray these themes, we will make a film that is very atmospheric. It will be very close to our protagonists, Martha and Richard. They're very inspired by pictures from Gregory Crutzen, the photographer. He takes very mundane situations and elevates them into something very captivating. And you, watching those pictures, you feel like you get a way in. You can look inside of those people. We need your support to make this film happen. It's a beautiful story, it's a great group of people behind it, and you can be part of the journey with us. You can be part of our extended crew. From the Dublin Smartphone Film Festival, it's the Future Film Podcast, a show for filmmakers and content creators designed to navigate the technical and psychological terrain of future filmmaking. I'm Rob Fitzhugh, and in this episode we chat to Simon Helbling. Simon is an award-winning filmmaker who recently undertook a successful Kickstarter campaign to fund his short film The Weight of the Land. We chat with Simon about this process and he takes us through the pros and cons of raising money for your film through Kickstarter. But how did you do it? How did you succeed where many other filmmakers have failed? The notion of raising a budget through Kickstarter is something a lot of filmmakers consider. It seems like a great way to get much needed funds to bring your story to the screen. All you have to do is convince people your project is worth investing in, right? Easy. I have often heard people describe running a successful Kickstarter like it's a full-time job. Simon sat down to give us an idea of his project and where he came to consider Kickstarter. There was this actress that I worked with, Barbara Tjapbottom, which is a very famous actress in Switzerland. And I knew, like, she is working on such a high level. She's so good. I absolutely want to work with her. So I was actually actively looking for a story in my head, in my heart, because yeah. like, what would fit her, her, her as a, her age range. Um, so this was then produced by an Australian producer, Brenna Ferguson under the London Film School, which like put in a little bit of funding to okay. every graduation film. And then I got about, I'm not sure, I got about 10,000 francs. I think, yeah, about 10,000 francs funding from the Swiss region in which I filmed. Yeah. And about the equivalent amount, a little bit more through uh, Kickstarter. Okay, so that I thought there was me thinking the overall target you were going for on Kickstarter was your overall budget. So no. your budget was actually double that. Yeah. And the London Film School, do you have to, do, you, do they have a set amount that they give or do you have to like submit, is there part of a process where you need to submit no. to get funding? No, this is, this is a set amount that they give okay. to your graduation, which is kind of like, of course, coming from your own tuition. So it's kind of like you're funding yourself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To some extent, of course. Yeah. But uh, yeah. This is like a fixed amount that you get, which is pretty low. It's like, I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I don't yeah, want to say the wrong numbers. Four, five, six. Yeah. Like hundred or something. I think four, 4,000 pounds. Or something. Oh, 4,000 pounds. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So still that's, the, so you end up with a pretty expensive budget for your, for a short, um, which I'm assuming, I'm assuming anyone, everyone who was submitting their end of year, year project, were they looking at similar size budgets for all their, all their films? 
Mm, not necessarily. On one hand, Switzerland is, of course, a little bit more expensive. Yeah. Like in order, like if you just look at the stuff of, so we shot on uh, Alexa, and we shot with. Um, oh right, yeah, we actually shot on anamorphic lenses. Oh cool. Uh, we had anamorphic cook lenses, and there was just like with every possible discount that you could have for being a nice guy and for being <laughs> a student and, you know, for giving a bottle of wine and shit. It's still it's like, uh, three times the amount that I would have paid for for renting something in London. Well, um, of course, it's like a lot of people, or most of the people, no, all of the crew worked for free. Yeah. Not the cast, but the cast also worked for a completely ridiculous yeah. amount. So this was yeah. like a, 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 a project that they loved. So, so that's why they were working for it. And, uh, but yeah, you know, if you, I, I had a very international crew. So just to fly in people, to house people, to feed people, to transport people, to rent your equipment, your lights, your cameras, your lenses, to get the production design running, the costume design, and so on and so on and so on. It just comes together. So it still was overall um, a tremendously cheap short film, even though it sounds, of course, like yeah. So yeah. Was my overall budget was like something like 30,000, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, sounds like, wow, that's so much money. It, it absolutely isn't, of course, because like, don't forget the people actually putting their time, love and craft in it, they were completely unpaid. Yeah. And this and is the thing, like everybody, every person listening to this podcast knows the feeling. It's just, it's a pain. Deciding to go down the Kickstarter route needs to be well thought out. After all, it's a massive undertaking and if not done with thought and care can result in a huge drain on your resources with virtually no return. I was interested in understanding from Simon the work that goes into a Kickstarter campaign and at what point in the production should anyone even consider it. The decision to fund it through Kickstarter was there from the beginning. Okay, yeah. And the producer, Brianna Ferguson, and I, we worked from the beginning with the assumption of there are three possible outcomes. Like, we either get none of all from Kickstarter Mm-hmm. And we have to work with whatever other fundings we have. Scenario two, we get a Kickstarter funding of 100% plus whatever other fundings we have. And scenario three, we have more than the 100% from Kickstarter. We have the other fundings we have and we calculate with this. So we actually had to kind of talk to the production design people, Andrea Grimm. And we had to talk to the costume designer, Corolla Bachmann, and the uh, the uh, director of photography, Hamid Ahmadi, we had to talk in a way of, so, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> give me three versions of this movie. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But if you start to develop a visual imagery, like a, a visual grammar in your head for your story, how you want to tell the story, um, you kind of have a system in mind that works on different budget levels, yeah. you know? I'll give you a little example. Um, we used uh, an American photographer who like makes kind of like very eerie pictures. I saw this. Kind of very real pictures. Yeah. As kind of like an inspiration for us. So we knew that we will have to work very, very carefully with color. Yeah. In order to make something that feels completely realistic and completely unplanned, Yet at the same time, it's highly designed and highly intentional how it is. So for instance, we have a kitchen that we have like show repeatedly in a white shot. We have on the side of this kitchen, there were like 
oh, I don't know the English word for it. Like those white thingies, this ceramic plates. Yeah, things? yeah, yeah. How you call this? Um, no, they're, 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 are they are they fluorescent tiles? Tiles. Okay, I think tiles. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay. A couple, sorry, a couple of tiles, right? Yeah. In, a, in a in a in a white color on the side, and the production designer Andrea Green knew this is a color that doesn't work for our concept, so we have to kind of like make it into a different color. And there were a couple of different options on the table who were like more refined or not to turn it into, it ended up to be brown. Um, and this is a, a, a great example of a budget option A, B, and C, yeah. you know? Yeah. Where the option A is, well, it is how it is. It's just this kitchen, like forget about the color scheme. So, it, so let it be white or the a little bit more refined version of like cutting out some, some sticky thing to, and to covering it yeah, uh, manually. And so on. Yeah. One of the people I hired on was like hired, you know, I convinced to work on it. Yeah. Project. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I convinced one person to work on the project as a marketing manager and his main job was like a little bit to help us bounce back and forth the strategy on how to do it because he works as a, um, social media manager in his real life. He yeah. worked like for Ikea in Switzerland or a credit card company and stuff. And uh, he never done a Kickstarter campaign either, especially not for a movie. Um, so it was kind of like just like somewhat of a, like a marketing knowledge coming in from that side. Um, I haven't done one before, but of course as a filmmaker, like I've been exposed to thousands yeah, of yeah, them. Yeah. I've seen it. I've seen it. I have... I had no idea what I'm getting myself into it. Like we will get to the blood, sweat and tears later. But um, I guess like I saw a lot of them. I knew what kind of like I liked and what I didn't like or to what stuff I kind of responded and to what stuff I didn't respond. Yeah. And then I had some people with like just good creative minds from other parts of the industry to, to bounce back and forth the ideas about how to execute this campaign. I mean, I tell you, there's a, there's a, if it doesn't exist already, there's a model there for somebody like your friend to come in as a, as a marketing manager for low budget film. Like I'm sure it exists already, but you know what I mean? Like, like people trying to get shorts done, someone to come in and help to run a successful Kickstarter. Oh yeah. Campaign. Oh, like I would, I would a hundred percent do this myself by now. Yeah. Because like the stuff that you get through through this, it's like, yeah, if you can advise and help somebody, um, to get through this hell, I'm, I'm absolutely up for it. Like people can book me to do this stuff yeah. 100%, 100%. And, and that's the general understanding i get is that it is kind of hell it's 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 a full-time job for how long did you run yours for i think we had hours for like 30 days we can look it up in a second yeah I think it was it, running for 30 days and it, this was kind of in my opinion it was kind of the max yeah did you, what is I know, I know there's like a peaks and valleys. So people are very interested to start and then midway through, maybe yeah. not. And then towards the end, but do you think yeah. beyond 30 days, it just becomes too much work or you're just not going to hit enough people anymore. I think the idea, like, like I think like the intuitive idea that you would have is like, so the longer it runs, the more money I should get. Right. Yeah. But this is just not the case because as you said, it has like a curve, like people are very interested in the beginning, very interested in the end not so much in the middle part of it. Nevertheless, this is something where you have to, you have to curate this campaign. You have to be honest. You have to put yourself out there. And this is very draining and this is very time consuming. And just by making it 10 days longer, this actually means for you, for yourself as a person who wants to do this, 
are you capable of putting out 10 days more of content? And if you think now, oh yeah, I am, of course I am. Like I can do like a hundred yeah. days of content. Like, yeah, no, you're not. So a couple of months beforehand, we started to think about the overall strategy and how we want to tackle this. Yeah. And the overall strategy was, so get this, the weight of the land tells the story of a female farmer struggling to like make ends needs um, to survive with the, the land, uh, to survive with their sheep. And then her brother comes back who like disappeared decades ago and he kind of like fucks everything up where she's kind of like barely surviving anyway. Yeah. So this is a depressing story. Like who the fuck cares about this story? Yeah, yeah. There's like a very specific interest. Like some people might think, oh yeah, farmer sounds nice. I don't think female farmer. Oh yeah, this is not like so common to have a female lead in a story like this. But nevertheless, it's way easier to like promote an action movie, a sci-fi story, a horror movie, something yeah. catchy, flashy, fun, nice comedy way. So the first thing we had to figure out is like, what is the way in? Like, how can we provide a way in into like a kind of like depressing, clumsy story? Because they're just average people, not the filmmakers. You know, we filmmakers get excited about yeah. everything. But the people who actually would give some money to a project like this, how can you catch them, right? So we kind of had the first point of the strategy, and this was months in advance. We had to decide of like, what is our core message? What do we want to get across with every single post on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, on wherever? What is the main message that we want to motivate people to go on this Kickstarter page and donate money to our project? And for us, the key messages were like, we love what we do. Yeah. Right? Because this is, I know this is terribly common and everybody can say that, but you have to put your face on it. Yeah, like, there's a difference between... You have to yeah, be honest. Yeah, you have you to. You can't bullshit people with Kickstarter. You can't you have go to be a honest. flashy video. Hey, my mm -hmm. name's Simon and this is, you know, it's got to be like raw yeah. in front of camera. I suppose because that's what people respond to. Have you seen Kickstarters where people have gone the other way and tried to be kind of flashy and stuff? Oh, 100%, yeah. yeah. And this is like just something where you feel like, okay, you've got a couple of tricks up your sleeve. But like if you're in such a vulnerable position asking other people, look, I have this idea and I would like to do this. What about you give me money for it, right? Yeah. This is such a vulnerable position. But at the same time, like own it, right? Yeah. Own it. Be honest. Be like, we can, we can talk with each other on ice level because I'm excited about this project. This is a nice story. This is an awesome group of people and this will be great. So that's kind of cool to support it, right? Be honest and stuff like this, right? And then another thing was like, of course, the question, because we all know, especially as filmmakers, all the posts on Instagram and Facebook and so on, they get a better trajectory if you have an imagery, if you have a video on it, not just yeah. text stuff, right? So you kind of also have to, like, like a filmmaker, you have to develop for your Kickstarter campaign some kind of visual language that you can use. I deleted most of the posts on my Instagram page um, from the past, but still there was the thing with sheep. We had a little, little thing yeah. in the movie where she sells sheep. It's just like in the beginning of the story. It's not a big thing. It's not a movie about sheep. But my God, sheep are so cute. But so we thought, let's yeah. market this. Let's use the sheep. Let's run the sheep through the screen and show the cute sheep because this is a catcher. And then if you look at the if you look at the uh, the statistics, you see that like yeah, human faces get good interactions and sheep get good interactions. Because I yeah. I laughed because I remember the Kickstarter campaign and I was like oh something a movie and I was like 
And straight away, and even though that's not what it is, even just not looking at it, I took the visuals and I took, do you ever see that movie Black Sheep, which is like a comedy, the New Zealand comedy about killer sheep or something like that? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and not yeah. even that, but straight away I looked and I said, oh, he's doing some kind of kind of dark movie. It's something to do with funny sheep or something. And But it was, an, I suppose, the point of that is it's enough for me to notice, to take that much notice. Yeah. And then eventually I took more notice. I knew what was going on. I watched the videos and stuff like that. But... I suppose you, you, took, you took something minuscule from your film that doesn't really deal or involve the tone of the movie at all and you leaned on it enough yeah. to capture people's attention. Um, and this is, this is kind of like now actually I'm getting, sorry for taking so long, I'm getting no, to no. the answer to your question about yeah. how much in advance. So I had to sit together with, with, the, with the producer and we had to figure out with the marketing manager like what kind of pots, what like of content pots do we have? Yeah. We have stuff like the people we collaborate with, the story itself, the whole landscape, Switzerland, pretty mountains, uh, farming landscape stuff, forest stuff. We had the sheeps. Um, we had kind of like um, a bit about the craftsmanship of what we do. So we, like for instance, we handed over our Instagram account to the different departments, the different head of departments in their yeah. process. So for instance, we saw the costume designer fucking up the jeans that the, that the protagonists were wearing in order to show how you age down the clothes and stuff. So a lot of fun stuff. But you kind of, when the Kickstarter campaign is running, right? Yeah. You're sweating 24-7. Because you're just waiting because for numbers. To you're up. just waiting for it to make bling, 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 bling. And, uh, and, and, and this, is, this, is ter- this is terrifying, at least to me, it's terrifying. So you actually, you actually kind of like, I, we, we, we produced about half the content beforehand. Yeah. But like the first day the Kickstarter campaign started and I saw we didn't make the content for all 30 days. I was like freaking out and we spent, we spent the rest of the next two weeks producing the rest of the Thank content. You. Because like, so what do I mean when I talk about content? On one hand, of course, we have the Kickstarter page itself, yeah. which is like clear, specific, gives some in-depth views that like people, however deep they want to involve themselves, they can dive into it. And then in order to promote it, I kind of like wanted to just annoy all the people that I, I knew on Instagram, like you. So yeah, I yeah. like I hit out a post about every day through the account or sometimes even two posts per day, which is a lot. But I felt like this, I, I, I have to tell this story. I want to tell this story. I need the money desperately. So I will do everything in my power in order to promote this. But it's a, it's a lot to you chances are it's not a lot to, to with the amount of stuff that people's consuming two posts a day is enough for me to kind of be like oh i remember that yes it's not enough for it to be like oh, get out of me. like if what i find annoying on social media is when somebody posts seven or eight pictures in a row yeah and it's just i don't care about that but like twice twice a day is enough for me they say three times is enough for you to take notice of something mm-hmm. um but that's you like what they you obviously your entire crew was involved in this fanning this out in every direction possible or was it just you yeah so this is like you know you can't force your crew to do anything like that yeah appreciate that the people invest their time to work on the project but to have this amount of identification with the project is especially for you the director and maybe your producer as well which was the case for me but then you kind of like have to hope for the people to fan it around Don't as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Some of them did it extensively, absolutely, and they paid out like like hell. Because 
I know that, that I've heard that that's one of the things that the larger, the larger you can, the crew, the larger the people you have helping you in your immediate circle, the further you can span out your reach in every direction or whatever. And like, if you were to do it on your own, you'd be talking, you'd be hitting the same 400 people with the same two posts over Second and over down. and over again. And um, so the more people you can get involved, the, the bigger its reach is. So this is a couple of things that we did like to be more specific. A couple of things that we did was so, um, some of the posts that we, we hit out was like describing the people we work with. Yeah. And uh, one of the reasons why I did this was also to like make them pop up on their social media feeds. So to increase the likelihood of them retweeting, reposting it, whatever. Another thing that we did was like um, we, we contacted the good old fashioned newspapers Oh, the nice. region where we shot them, we actually had like three or four articles published about our Kickstarter campaign back in Switzerland because it was like an area where not so many movies are made on one yeah. hand. And also I had, of course, this is like very extraordinary. I had this actress working with me, Barbara Terporten, which is just a big name in Switzerland. Another thing that we did, and this is to like to break down. Um, I had 99 supporters, right? Yeah. And I would say like uh, a third of it or something are random people in the internet. Yeah. Kind of found this campaign. Like, oh, okay, that's nice. Let's donate to it. And actually, I also called the so called unicorn. So I actually called the person who donated a huge amount of money. Um, and I have no connection to the person. You have no idea who they are. I know who they are. Uh, but you know. The, but I didn't know that person prior to it. And they weren't, are they involved in, they're just, ran, they're not involved in funding and not involved in anything like that. They just decided to. They saw the project, thought it's awesome and, 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 and gave a huge amount of money to it. I would have hit 100% without that. Yeah. Anyways, but still, it's, it's, it's like, you know, that's the thing you hope for. Absolutely. It's a completely especially... random person dumping a huge load of money on your project and you think like, oh my God, are you Jesus Christ, right? Yeah, like. My my worst case, my worst case scenario, my worst nightmare is that I do a Kickstarter campaign and my mom gives me, you know, yeah, six grand because oh, I need doing well. But I mean, that would be awful. But to find to to, to that must be a nice to put together all this package yeah. and to and to actually reach somebody random who yeah. is willing to invest that much in you. Yeah, absolutely. And then the biggest amount of money overall did came from people where you actually target that personally. This is a huge thing. So imagine that we have set up this professional, very professional looking Kickstarter page. We posted every day on Instagram and Facebook and whatever in order to grab people and put them there. We even had these news articles out in the newspaper, but the biggest amount of money overall we got from a group of people that we targeted personally and directly. And this is also a huge time consuming part of it. So whoever you talk to who made Kickstarter campaigns, unless, you know, the big 1,000% overfunded, crazy, whatever project, the part where you address people that you know, this, this makes a huge difference. And so it was like me writing, you know, letters, emails, text messages to people I know, um, kind of like luring them onto the page. The, the screenwriter did it, the producer did it, the costume designer did it, the editor did it. So a lot of people working on this project were so identifying so much with the project that they actually did the effort of spreading it in their 
circle of family, their circle of friends, their circle of relatives, whatever. And this counts, you know, kind of like this part of the, this kind of like money coming into your project from people, as you say, like your mom being, oh, nice, Bob is doing something. Yeah, yeah, Let's yeah. donate something like, oh, my God, of course you take this money, right? You want to make a movie. So this is like actually another circle where a lot of stuff came together. That's but imagine the effort, right? Imagine the effort. You think yeah. like seeing a Kickstarter page, you think, okay, so somebody did a Kickstarter page and now sits there and waits 30 days until something comes in. No, you made this Kickstarter page. On top of that, you crafted all these social media posts. And on top of that, you try to reach people that you personally know with this project. Like I was writing every day, seven to 10 emails, text messages, whatever, just in order to, to address people that I know which is embarrassing. It's embarrassing to ask for money. It's, it's a nightmare. But at the same time, if you love this project, if you love this story, if you really have to tell the story, then by all means, tell people. There's nothing to be ashamed of. Tell people about it. Yeah, I don't, like, I suppose it, it isn't, it, I'm, I suppose it is embarrassing to come, like, well, it might be to hat in hand, you know, to be like, hey, listen, can you give me, but like, if it's, if it's like two, three quid, you know, if it's a small amount or if it's a tenner or something like that, like if somebody said, hey, would you want to buy me a pint or something like that? I'd be like, yeah, no problem. Or somebody, they have a thing here called buy me a coffee, which yep. is sort of like Kickstarter, but it, it, it changes it so that, you know, I'd give you five, 10 quid and I'm, I'm buying you coffees technically. So you're actually, you're, it's not, it's, it's, it's less, uh, it's less like give me money and more like, hey, you're, you're, you're buying me something, which I suppose makes the process a little bit easier mm. for people to kind of swallow in. But I'm okay with that. I, there's some people who, there's one Twitter account. I can't remember where they are. I don't think, I don't know if I still follow them and they're really aggressive and they've been, they seem to have been working on a movie for two years or something and they're forever asking for, and it's all direct messages and I never met the person and it's all direct messages saying, Hey, you know, Rob. And then it's like a generic email filled in, mm. um, which is fine. I tend to ignore it. I remember the name of the movie. I think the, I, can't, I won't say it on the thing, but I do remember the name of the movie because I get messages about it quite sporadically. But then something happened the other day where they, 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 they sent a message and there were a group message saying, oh, listen, things have, we've fallen on hard times during COVID. Yeah. Um, you know, can you do me a favor? You know, I'm sure you're struggling, but could you donate five or $10 um, to, you know, same thing, same thing, but now they've changed their, they've pivoted away from the movie and they're just looking for money directly because whatever, you know, and I did the maths. They'd like something like 33,000 Twitter followers. So like if a third of that was to give, to, to give over money, they'd, they'd be able to make money. But the sad thing is, is that a week later or two weeks later, they were back looking for, for money for their movie. If you know what I mean? Yeah. So it that to me was some like that that kind of approach to me was a bit like oh well now you're yeah, yeah, yeah. you're not passionate about a project you're you're essentially begging for money off people um and then to follow it up with like hey we're back looking for sponsors for a project I was like well this just seems disingenuous now and it's oh, yeah. that side of it that I don't like but as you said if you're authentic and you come across authentic and it's it's a one window of thirty days or whatever where you're like I'm passionate about this project for thirty days I need you to hear me out. Mm-hmm. I don't, that to me is not something that I, I would personally find that embarrassing. Yeah, um, I 100% agree. Yeah. yeah I'd be a little and then there is this thing also that you like, you have to be very careful with it because you have to calculate it and you actually have to execute it, which is effort and energy is the rewards. Because like with Kickstarter, you work with this reward system, right? That you say like, okay, you give like 10 bucks to this project. So you get back, I don't know, a sticker 
or you donate 20 bucks so you get something fancier, right? And this is actually something where I felt like if you look at the film project, people make, in my opinion, a tremendous mistake of arrogance by thinking I'm, I'm, I'm Steven Spielberg, right? I, like my reward to you is a signed copy of the script. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now who on this planet would want to read your shitty script? Like seriously, right? Like you're not Ava DuVernay, right? Don't, don't pretend, right? Be, be, be honest, like, and put some effort in it. Like if somebody gives you money, put some effort in to make like a nice reward who is actually somewhat useful. Yeah, you we had, had, for instance, we had, so we made like this, like just the DVD of the film itself, right? Which we yeah. sent it out or the link to it. But we also had this um, amazing canvas bags designed by the costume designer, Carola Bachmann, which, which was sent out and is like highly appreciated and like yes, a very nice it, bag and stuff. It's like something that people actually can use in some extent. Yeah. Not just, uh, oh, you get an exclusive behind the scenes picture and you're like, yeah, because I, I knew a guy who, who ran one and, and he designed really cool posters and, and really cool things. But I was like, I don't mind. I'm not going to put that poster on my wall. Yeah, exactly. I, like, yeah, I don't. Don't, don't I, put a poster of your movie as a reward in. That's just lazy, right? Yeah, you, you had like Spotify playlists and things like that. And yeah. Stuff. So there was yeah. kind of interesting, quirky kind of stuff. Because again, today it's authentic. Do you know what I mean? You're, you're basically saying, I really need your help to do something. Can you please believe in me enough as, as much as I believe in this project? Yeah. And I'm not going to try and sell you on some sort of, here's a cool t-shirt or here's a cool whatever, or here's, you know what I mean? I'm not going to lie to you with like, it is right. You're dead right. To, to, if you're going to offer something, offer something practical, even yes. if it's, even if it's like a playlist like you guys did, which isn't, you know, you could compose that together. But if somebody's investing in their, your project, I'm assuming they're investing in it for you and not 100%. for whatever award they can get. Yeah, 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 yeah. But still like kind of like make it count, right? At this point, I was starting to think this was a huge amount of work to undertake, but I needed to know the breakdown, the day-to-day, the minutia of running a successful campaign. What type of content would need to be created, and what was the logic that behind putting it together? These are some of the questions that I posed to Simon. So another thing that is like very important to me is like, um, if you are a filmmaker asking for money for a film, please put out a somewhat decent trailer or somewhat decent movie about the project, right? Yeah. Because like, if you look at this movie here, we, we actually recorded this with a proper camera. Oh, no, that's twice. Oh, I can't look at myself. <laughs> so we actually put it out with some, uh, we, we recorded it with proper sound equipment. We shot it with a proper camera, you know. Yeah. We had an actual editor editing this together with some nice pictures and stuff. It's, you know, you're a filmmaker, so don't, don't just use the microphone of your smartphone. Right? Yeah, don't just kind of, you're walking in the street and you're like throwing yeah. it in and, and, and you want people to invest in your exactly. vision and you, you have to reflect your vision at every step of the Exactly, way. exactly. Yeah. So if you look, for instance, at this graphics, this was made by the costume designer. It's like excellent stuff. We, of course, put in some effort on like how we write the stuff. Mm-hmm. It by the producer. And then we made different videos. Like, for instance, this is just a screenwriter and me talking about the story with the producer. Um, we talked on a different point about the visuals more. We showed off the people who are working on this project and stuff. You know, it's like if you make a campaign, put in some love and some effort. Yeah, right? there's the sheeps. So, one of the things we, of course, also did beforehand was like, 
um, we texted this, we, we made sure what kind of uh, hashtags we want to use, right? Um, we had like, we talked with people about the progress that we made. This I like, I like these um, because when you see, when, if I haven't invested and I see that other people are investing, it creates this kind of idea, well, other people are interested, maybe I should be interested. So seeing a percentage counter is yeah. an interesting way yeah. of doing it. I agree. So this is what we ended up with, 151%. And then, of course, like as we moved on into shooting, we, we of course, like kept on communicating with the people and like put out some posts from the actual set where we were working on and stuff. And this is another important thing. I, I, I go back and I close this. Um, this is another important thing, I think. Your Kickstarter supporters, right? They are your first audience. Mm-hmm. So, oh my God, this is, this is the luxury that like, you can actually have an audience where you can have an interaction with, the communication with. So, of course, you share the movie with them. Of course, you keep them up to date, right? Like you, 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 you through Kickstarter, through the Kickstarter page, if you made a project, you can send out email blasts and sending updates to the people. Of course, oh my God, do this, right? Because like, this is your first audience. These are people so invested in your project that they gave you money, that they maybe like even shared the link to your Kickstarter, whatever. They're so invested in your project. This is amazing. It's like you, you're growing your kind of like a little fan base. People are so much involved in the whole evolution of this project that it's a lot of fun to stay in touch with them afterwards as well. Yeah. So it's like a thing that I'm like, try to like every three or four months since the project has ended, I try to send out an update to them. So yeah, well, we got into those, those festivals. We're doing this and this. We had to use things because of COVID and we didn't knew like, how is the virus transmitted in the beginning? We didn't send out our rewards for like three or four months. We, we were like, okay, let's, let's wait. Yeah. See how this virus actually behaves, you know, not that like people getting goods that are like weird, you know. Yeah. Um, so you kind of like you stay in touch with the people and this is effort of course this is effort but oh my god these people funded your movie so you owe them the, the yeah love, and, at least a lot of love and attention and you know by giving that love and attention if the situation ever arose again you, they you and you might need their help again maybe there's a chance they might help again because they know they had a they had a, such a rewarding experience being involved yeah. in yours the first time it's not like thanks for your money see you later like you exactly yeah it's a big investment. It's a big time investment and commitment. What I've told you before was like that we decided on like the core message from us. Like we love what we do. We're good at what we do. And like we overcome the obstacles. These were like our three main messages. We make sure that every post that we put out was kind of like chipping in on this core message. The second thing that we decided then was kind of like what type of um, what should be the lifespan of the content, right? Because you might be just like on the street and you see something that reminds you of the project that you have on Kickstarter. So you make a content that we called category S, small, something that's just like for an Instagram story or whatever, you shoot and forget and people see it, don't see it and forget it. Then you have like the medium content, stuff that you curate to some extent where you like actually put some effort in of what picture to use, what text to use, what hashtags to use, for instance, in Instagram, where you know that like if people after the project scroll back, they will find this content, right? Mm-hmm. And the third question was then like, then are the big, big content we call L, type L, large. Um, this is the content who is like 
superb that needs to be something like the, the video describing your project, the final announcement of the Kickstarter, stuff like this, where you are like, if a person interacts on some touch point with your whole Kickstarter campaign, this is the stuff that should pop up, right? Yeah. So we have put this together all in kind of like a strategic document for us where we were like, okay, so these are our messages. These are our types of content. And uh, who is creating the content? Where do we want to push it out? For what channels would happen? What? And then, of course, this was all scheduled because I know I had the 30 days. So I kind of had to make sure that everything who was. was putting out what with what kind of text, which was like pre-written all the time. Um, so it can publish when it has to be published and so on. So through stuff like this, um, by preparing stuff like this, um, we on one hand make sure that we have a consistent campaign who kind of, you know, looks and feels like the same, chips in on the same core messages. And on the other hand, I took some load off my back by preparing it. And as I came into the Kickstarter campaign, I also had the capacity to interact because like the best thing, you know, somebody writes a comment on a message from you. Hmm. Somebody asks a question on Kickstarter, like actual interaction. And then you also have the time to push it to like, if there are podcasts or blogs or newspapers or whatever, who talks about like indie movie projects or filmmaking in general. So you can put some effort in to push it through those channels as well, because like something like a blog or a podcast would maximize um, the, the touch points of people with your project tremendously. So you want to get that, right? Yeah, and I suppose you have that time, like you're, you're able to adapt. If you didn't pre-do all that stuff, you wouldn't really be able to adapt on the fly if something came up yeah. where you'd be like, oh, I can submit to a paper or whatever. You wouldn't have that option because you'd be too busy sitting there. And you'd, 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 I'd imagine you would lose that shape of your message because you're trying to churn out stuff yeah, there yeah. at the moment and you're reacting in, in real time. And um, So how long did it take you to, to pull together that structure that everything, the pre-written messages and all that sort of stuff? And Weeps. Yeah. Yeah, like this is hard work. That's, yeah, like people get paid for it. You know, that's in the in the real world. That's like that's that's work. That's work. And that's also the thing. Like as you say, like when the when the when the before the like yes, when the campaign starts, this is a full time job because you have to post, you have to react, you have to interact. This is work. But also before you even start with the campaign. So you know what you're doing. You know the amount of money you want to go for. You know which channels you want to address. You know what messages you want to put across. This takes weeks. Meetings over meetings over meetings. You know to pull something together that has some value and some consistency. But if you do it, it can you can be a success. I've just I've seen people who are, who 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 are like, oh, I'm looking for. I want to get funding for my short. And people are like, oh, don't bother. Just do it for cheap. But I suppose you're a testament to the fact that if you plan like 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 all aspects of filmmaking, if you sit down and plan in advance and know what yeah. you're doing, uh, like all aspects of life, really, um, you should be able to accomplish it by having a clear, constructive plan and not just kind of wander into it, do a really impressive video, and then after the first two days go, I don't understand why I'm not making money. Um, my video was great. Um, and but, but like most things, if you don't tell people about it, no one's going to see it. So you have to kind of get out there and like you put emailing people like like listen to me please for a brief period of time and you know what i mean if you're a nice person yeah you 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 you've at the very least earned the patience of one or two emails to a friend or an acquaintance to say do you mind listening to me for a minute you know what i mean um a hundred percent yeah and maybe you piss some people off on the, the process while doing so like 
if this yeah. is enough, then there, whatever, right? But then the end of the day, you want to tell the story. And this is the thing, like, the two of us, we know each other from the, the universe of mobile filmmaking, right? Yeah. This is the thing, as I said in the beginning, we plan with different types of budgets. So, like, in case the Kickstarter would be a complete disaster and we wouldn't get any money out of it, how will we do it? Yeah, well, worst case, you can you, we shoot it with a smartphone. Absolutely, right? But, but at you, the same time, you have to know what you aim for with money, right? Like, as I said, we shot on anamorphic cook lenses. Yeah. Which are excellent, very specialized lenses who do a very special quality to the image. If you don't know why you want to aim for this or what would be the benefit of this for your storytelling, don't even yeah. aim for it. Like, forget about it. Yeah, so like... Just with the smartphone. But at the same time, if stuff falls through, adapt, right? Yeah. Just so like you, we had this one week of shooting, we had rain, we had sunshine, we had fog, we had to adapt, right? It's That's filmmaking, you adapt to stuff. So prepare to get the money and invest it wisely, but also be prepared to not get the money and improvise. That was Simon Helbling. If you want to find out more about Simon and the weight of the land, head over to www.simonhelbling.ch. You are listening to the Future Film Podcast from the Dublin Smartphone Film Festival. You can subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. If you want to contact us, reach out to us directly on social media using at DubSmartFF or head over to our website, www.dublinsmartphonefilmfestival.com. I'm Rob Fitzhugh. Catch you next time.